This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. And you're listening to the Mosh Pit on Sin FM. Rob Brenz is the drummer of Melbourne death metal band Hadelmore, who released their second album, Olm, on February 3rd. Rob, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Now, let's get straight into the album. Your sound has changed a bit since your debut on this one. What's been the influence <laughs> on that? Um, I mean, there, there have been like a few musical influences, like getting into more of the sludgy post-metal stuff like Neurosis and things like that, which has kind of obviously slowed things down a little bit. But I think just in general, we sort of just, I guess, just focusing on writing music in general. You know, we try not to sort of be too caught up in what we've done previously. You know, we sort of just took the things we liked the most about the previous album. I mean, because, you know, we were working without a singer, so we pretty much wrote everything, um you know, without even knowing what the vocals were going to sound like or anything like that. So we, we just kind of took it as an opportunity to... Because the first album, we just wrote it. We we were thinking about writing a technical death metal album and really pushing ourselves and going nuts and doing something really intense, whereas this time we just kind of left it to whatever was going to come out, and I guess this is what came out. Now, that's a really interesting approach. You know, obviously there are bands out there who are instrumental. I mean... um, Ben Boyle is an example of that, uh, yeah. one of the guitarists in your band. Um, but you, you are you're guys who had a vocalist previously, and, and that's a kind of taking a very different approach. When when you got Sam into the band, did did that change anything at all? Did that change... Um, I, I, did you have to rewrite anything when vocals were incorporated? No, actually, quite the opposite, because in the process, we sort of... We worked with... Um, because obviously, the, I mean, we had songs that were already written before we'd finished recording the first album and that we saw that things were changing drastically already that we didn't use them on the first album. So by the time we basically, I mean, the album was basically written by the time we got Sam in and before we got to Sam because we were sort of, we went through so many different vocalists who were all like superb musicians and people as well. Um, but just for whatever reason, you know, the fit wasn't quite right for, you know, for either party. And they were all very much death metal guys. And um, it just, sound-wise, it just didn't seem to quite click. So we kind of just, we're almost, it almost forced our hand in terms of the sound we're after because we're just like, we just need a vocalist. <laughs> so, um, and we, um, and I heard that... Um, uh, a friend of mine, Luke from Jack the Stripper, said that um, you know Sam had moved down from Sydney and was looking for a local thing to work on, and we're like, wow, this is really different, but you know, let's give it a go if he's keen. And and he demoed some vocals on um, one of our songs, and it was just like, oh, that's the sound, and that's like, that seems to be why we weren't really um, why the death metal vocals weren't working was because we're not really that much of a death metal band anymore, not in a traditional sense, anyway. That, that was really interesting I found about the album that um, 
you know the 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 vocals had changed no obviously they're still uh, extreme metal vocals but they had changed in a significant way and i i that was really interesting that the fact that yeah listening back to um uh the first album it's very true i don't think those kind of vocals would have necessarily worked on this one yeah well i mean like sam kind of just slotted in perfectly and it's quite amazing to hear how well his tone has translated to the older stuff as well. So, and it's um, quite amazing to hear, uh, particularly since you know, because Sam basically joined and was recording as he was writing, and just was like going straight into it. And he pretty much came in coming from the like a sort of a hardcore and sludgy kind oh. of uh, background, but. Just be, but also, being a fan of death metal, he was just expanding his power constantly. So there were like all these different sounds he was coming out with. And then since recording the album, he's just continued developing. So we're already super excited to do another album because he's the things he's coming up with constantly are just absolutely mind-blowing. So, um, yeah, so who knows what he's going to pull out next. But it's, we're, we're very, very lucky to have him. He's been doing a superb job. A few bands that I've interviewed, in sort of listening to their work, appreciating their new album, and obviously sort of contemplating on what kind of questions I'm going to ask, what really comes through to me if they've made a really good album, especially if um, the previous ones have sort of, um, they've really surpassed the previous ones, is that they let the music breathe. And I don't know if this is just a sort of, I don't know, just a very subjective thing. It feels a bit more free, a bit more like everything you can actually get your hands in there there's there's space do you, do you think that's kind of what, what what makes this album really really a really really great album um well i'm glad you think it's great <laughs> but um yeah it's like i think um it was definitely part of the picture it was like sort of um sort of looking at some things with the first album because i think you know basically just going straight into it and touring that you know um you know touring that album as much as the first album as much as possible and then sort of thinking about you know what what we're trying to write and what's actually going to translate and so we sort of started focusing on what what's going to be there for people to grab onto so i definitely stripped back the drumming a lot more so that i sort to support the riffs a lot better because there is so much detail on those guitars that if i just come in and just mow over the top of what the guys are doing then it's you know the whole thing is just kind of dead in the water so if um you know if i'm sort of pulling things back a little bit and supporting a bit more and trying to think of the whole picture which is what everyone was doing because like i'll write parts and then the guys might change their parts a bit to my parts and and once again i think uh this and this could be like sort of the not that, you know, we just listened to Neurosis for 12 months, but that was, you know, that they're definitely the masters of that kind of thing, of just creating one big sonic, um, you know, uh, work, as opposed to, you know, five guys playing at the same time, but actually thinking about what am, what am I doing that's going to affect what everyone else is doing and vice versa. And, yeah, and I think, I think a lot of that probably just came from playing live heaps and... And just sort of getting a vibe for what was making the most impact and basically building from there. And maybe just, you know, even just getting older and, you know, wanting to groove out a bit more and not play a million miles an hour for, you know, 
40 minutes. <laughs> in terms of your drumming, the sound of the album's a bit slower, a bit darker. Um, mm-hmm. Is that... Do you sort of feel like... And this is me coming at this as a complete non-drummer. Is that... I don't want to sound like, oh, you're not having fun anymore, but is it less enjoyable? Is it more enjoyable because maybe you're thinking of a bigger picture? How is it for you as a drummer? Um, I can definitely absorb myself a lot more in what's going on. Like previously, it was kind of like, you know, I'm you know I'm playing to a click track on stage and I'm like, right, I've just got to like lock this down because I'm like, the, the first album, I'm pretty much playing at 100 and, 10% like trying to get everything nailed everything was just you know just redlining the whole time so I was just basically just firing on all cylinders and trying to get it all nailed whereas like now I can actually listen to what people are doing and really sit in the pocket and dedicate more of that energy into putting on more of a performance and when the very first time we played one of the new songs live I was uh, alongside you know some of the old ones I was like oh my god this is so much fun this feels so good to play that um because like i'm i completely love group playing and all that sort of stuff that's sort of a part of my vocabulary that's really dear to me that you know i didn't really express as much as i would have liked to have on the first album so that was something that's always been there but um i guess i just really neglected it and um and was really glad i got to explore that a bit more with the new stuff and since doing it live it's um no i'm absolutely loving it just as much as uh and it makes the technical you know and intense stuff stand out way more so it's um you know it's working on both levels really well there's a moment in the song uh, witch doctor i think it is where mm-hmm. the drums and uh, maybe this might just be my ear they sort of go out of time with the music or vice versa is that is that accurate to say uh, well it, 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 depend on the beat you're referring to because there's like it's sort of nearish to the end where it's, uh, it goes a bit softer oh okay oh yeah yeah I think I, I think I know the bit where it's sort of um, where it's just sort of like the open tom hits and all that sort of stuff mm. where it kind of opens up a little bit yeah well that's sort of that particular part was like based on an idea that that Nick had because I was sort of stuck and he, he Nick um, is really good at coming up with um um, with drum parts and so, and sort of the approach that we sort of take is sometimes trying to create separate but complementary sort of drum parts and a lot of it is sort of centered around you know you know sometimes it might create the illusion of it won't literally be out of time but it might be more of like a counter sort of part yeah. but um and sometimes it's it's its purpose is just to set up of you know, basically just chaos and tension and all that kind of stuff, because uh, after that section is you know heads back to the chorus again, which you know that's something familiar that everyone can grab onto. So sometimes it's you know a lot things like that tend to serve as a device. So you know building up you know a lot of tension and doing something that kind of works against whatever is you know what else is going on, and then sort of giving that release and then moving into the chorus. Doing, you know, experimenting with things like that, you know, we sort of really struggle with, you know, whenever we sort of find ourselves doing things that feel really safe and familiar, sometimes we find ourselves tempted to sort of venture out a little bit and go, well, you know, let's see how this pans out. (laughs) 
The album's been good, getting quite good press. Um, you've been mm. posting some of those really nice reviews on Facebook. How does the band respond to that, and how do you personally respond to it? Do you, do you take any notice of those kind of things? Um, take, uh, we take a lot of it on board. I mean, you know, I mean, it's you know, it's always really good to you know get you know criticism, especially when it's you know of, of both kinds. Um, particularly when it's you know if it's constructive, then that's great. I mean, if someone you know if someone loves it or hates it, then that's you know both are fantastic. It's always you know good to get feedback, but. Um, can't see it really affecting how we do things. Sometimes people point out stuff like, "Oh, I've heard this, that, and the other," and I'm like, "Wow, didn't even notice that." So you know, that side of things can be really cool. But um, we're sort of like a, you know, any feedback is good feedback kind of thing. But but yeah, beyond that, it's um, you know, it is what it is. You know, we came up with something that we're really happy with, and. Um, and whatever people get out of it, that's fantastic. But yeah, we try. We don't really get too bogged down in it at all because, at the end of the day, we have to be the ones who are happy with it, and that should be enough. You talked a little bit earlier about playing the drums of some of these new tracks live. Sort of tangential to that, what is it playing li- uh, new material live in a broader sense? Because you're sort of you get the reactions from the press, you get the reactions from some of your fans on um, social media and that kind of stuff, and anyone else who hears it. But this is kind of the first, when you're playing the new material live, it's, it's kind of the first visceral reaction of um, some of your fans. What, what's, what's that like, playing material for the first time live? Uh, well, I guess it's... You kind of just got to, I don't know, just get down to business, I guess, because... You know, if I, you know, if people start worrying too much about how it's going to go down, it's then it's like, uh, you know, you're already on the back foot, and that's kind of opening the door to, you know, basically anything that could be detrimental to the performance. So you kind of just got to go, here it goes. So and you know, and then you do your best and see how it's received. So there were there were a couple of, um, so there's been plenty of tracks over the years that we've sort of played, and then after a while we're just like, oh, you know, maybe this is more of an album kind of song. It's, kind of getting a people are enjoying it but it's not getting a particular reaction or all there are other tracks where you just see you know you, you you pretty much know about it if it's you know if it's the right kind of atmosphere or or whatever so it's like all right well that's going to be staying in the set so um yeah so when it but when it comes to doing it for the first time it's like yeah you can't really get to um well, it's you know it's a bit like the thing with the critics. You know, you can't get you can't get too bogged down in it. You kind of just got to do what you do and worry about it after the fact. The number you've played in is pretty immense. How slash why is the number so large? Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess I think you do. I think once you do it a few times, uh, you can you know just the. Uh, the word just kind of gets out there that it's like, oh, I see you've been doing a bit of filling stuff, you know, can you come and help out and all, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And, I, you know, it's, I mean, there's a lot of, like, brilliant drummers kicking around, but I think I, I just try and be really easy to get along with. And and a lot of and a lot of the time um, I get, a, you know, I'll get calls on short notice, which I think some people know that I can cope with really well, particularly things that are like, you know, minimal preparation kind kind of things and um but yeah i guess you know there must be you know 
for whatever reason, maybe maybe all the good guys have balked. I got no idea, but <laughs> yeah, I did. But um, but yeah, I was um, but that, that's been something I've been really really fortunate to do to play with some really really good bands and get um and definitely get challenged <laughs> with quite a lot of it. And um, yeah, but uh, beyond sort of just uh, you know trying to stay on top of things and be easy enough to get along with. Like I mean, if someone, I think if someone sees that you've you know been touring a lot and more than a few times and it's like well obviously people you know uh you know he's doing this enough so he must be easy enough to get along with on the road because uh no matter how good you are if you if your hard work when you go on the road then um yeah it doesn't matter how fast your single strokes are or any of the any of that sort of stuff like nothing's going to help you (laughs) You put a drum playthrough of uh, Hyena up a few weeks ago. What is it like creating one of those drum playthroughs? Do you, do you have to do it any different than you normally do while you're playing a song? Um, well, I mean, these playthroughs were sort of a, sort of like a very quick... They're, they're a bit more like film clips, so these ones were sort of done on pretty much in uh, with the... Um, uh, the OM film clip, the actual uh, band film clip, it was it was done in the same studio. Pretty much, we like left the drum set up, came in the next day, and I basically played through the tracks and then and then just layered the album audio over the top, which I've sort of done in the past. And also, I usually disclaim all that kind of stuff when I put it out. I sort of don't make any sort of bones about like, oh yeah, 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 you know, I played this and just totally nailed it in one hit. But it's it's more like a demonstration kind of thing. But I have been filming stuff, <coughs> excuse me, um, from my home studio of live playthrough sort of stuff because that stuff's important to me as well. Just to be like, no, this is actually me doing it. Here, you can have a look for yourself. But um, yeah, those ones are kind of like, um, yeah, go in, play along, smash it out, and um, you know, next please. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, I try and make sure there's plenty of live videos where people can actually hear what I'm doing because sometimes I do things a little bit differently live, or 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 even just you know, funny mistakes and things like that happen. I mean, that's always entertaining as well. So, um, but yeah, the playthrough thing is just kind of. Oh, we got some time. Let's just, you know, let's put some content together. And um, and yeah, they came up really good. That was by Jimmy Harmsworth, who does all the other stuff at the moment. Uh, he's yeah, very excellent to work with. Questions a little bit more sort of basic and about you. How did you first get into music? Ah, uh, just couldn't really get away from it. I think just being very fortunate to have supportive parents pretty much throughout the whole thing um, since. Day dot. I mean, I definitely sort of had to twist, you know, twist an arm on the drum thing for a while, which they sort of eventually relented. Um, and yeah, kind of just, I didn't really get super serious with it until, um, say, like mid high school, which is like where I got into Dream Theater and that sort of stuff and seeing dudes like Mike Portnoy and just seeing what they were doing and just going, oh my goodness, like this is. Now I really, really, really want to get into this and do this practice thing that you know I keep getting you know hassled about from uh, all, you know from all my teachers and all that kind of stuff and then that kind of just I just kept going down that rabbit hole to the point where by the time I got to the end of high school I'm like no I don't really want to do anything else so I went and studied a, did a bachelor of applied music performance studying jazz and you know whatever I could basically get my hands on. And, um, and yeah, just, you know, 
went on. <laughs> just basically just, you know, couldn't stop. Uh, how did you first get into metal? Metal was like, I actually remember it like really, really well. I mean, like, I think once I started getting into music heaps, like my, um, you know, mum's busted out all the vinyls and stuff like that. And she had, you know, she had like, um, you know, Black Sabbath and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, when were you cool? And then <laughs> there was like, um, uh, and uh, there was like a, there's a track on, Beatles Abbey Road She's So Heavy which I think is like one of the one of if not um, the first sort of drop tune song that was just this doomy as hell outro on it I just remember taping it and listening to it on an endless loop and I think just like a few years later I remember hearing I think I remember hearing like something like Fear Factory which sort of had the grooviness with the cleans and sort of the gruff but not like the super gruff kind of vocals and that's kind of like a nice sort of that was sort of like a real, you know, gateway band and being like a, you know, you know, being a drummer and all those double kicks and all that sort of stuff. I think that was my first exposure to that. So, and then it kind of just, you know, pretty much, you know, that's the start and the end of it right there. So, you know, then Talaga, then Slayer, and then, you know, Cannibal Corpse and then whatever. Like, it's just, it's pretty much like any sort of nerdy fascination. It's just... Once, once you pop, you can't stop. <clears throat> On this tour, you've been doing some master classes. How are they mm-hmm. going? Like, how is, given that you're a, you know, you're you've done a lot of stuff. How how is it, um, kind of in a sort of really grassroots way, uh, teaching people? Well, I've been teaching for about ten, twelve years now, um, and and you know, you know, taught full time in the past and all that sort of stuff as well. But it was like a little bit. Um, it's always been one-on-one, so you're kind of addressing, you know, just a single individual person's, you know, needs and goals and all that kind of stuff. So there was, you know, so when you've got a group of people, you know, and you're trying to put together like a program and you want to make sure that everyone's getting something out of it, like the, the, um, <clears throat> like the Melbourne one in particular was like, was particularly interesting because there were, you know, um, some extremely proficient players there and people, other people who were just sort of getting into it. So um, it was definitely really challenging in terms of trying to put something together and trying to make sure that everyone was coming away with everything so that the advanced dudes were going to get bored or the beginner people weren't going to be like, I have no idea what's going on here. Like, you know, what is this? So, um, but everyone seemed to sort of really enjoy what was going on I was just trying to come at it from a completely different you know as, as different angle as, as I could just sort of trying to throw ideas at people about different ways that because I, I mean I definitely find that like metal can definitely get a little bit too one dimensional and it can be that can be broken very very easily with just just like a handful of principles and I'll sort of do my best to try and throw a few um few wrenches in people's works to see if uh, you know I could get them to think a little bit differently but um, yeah, people seem to really enjoy it hopefully Hayden Moore released their second album Olm on February 3rd Rob thank you so much for joining me hey thanks for having me appreciate it thanks for listening to the Moshpit Backstage Podcast you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni 
find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Moshpit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and male tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on Sin 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream Sin 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Samantha from Flash Gun Apocalypse. Hi, I'm Enid from Girls School. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Oldman of the Misfits. Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Moss Pit on Sin FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly. This is Ron from Shorty Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Sims.